Journalists laid off in Victoria. A housing crisis in PEI is driven by low vacancy rate. Health Canada to review drug prescribed off-label for nursing parents and Pakistan's deadly two days. Good morning. It's Tuesday, January 31st. I'm Nora and here are your headlines. There's more news of media layoffs today. This time, it's at Capital Daily, a news organization in Victoria. Journalists with Capital Daily announced their layoffs on Twitter. The outlet is owned by Overstory Media Group. They're the kind of obnoxious company that includes the Oxford English Dictionary definition of the word overstory on their website homepage. Owned by Farhan Mohammed and Andrew Wilkinson, their website has 41 people listed as part of their team, Though journalists who had been laid off yesterday were still on the Our Team website as of last night. JSource posted that, quote, Overstory launched in 2021 with the announcement of its goal to hire 250 journalists and start 50 publications by this year. Now, just over a year later, that promise seems like little more than positive, probably flaky and lie-level PR. Overstory owns many other outlets, not just Capital Daily. They own the Georgia Strait and 12 others, all in British Columbia and Alberta. While this is bad news for local news in Victoria, it's also a good reminder that random tech bros are not going to save journalism. Now over to Prince Edward Island, where the province's vacancy rate is a stunningly low 0.8%. That's a drop from 1.5% in 2021. CBC PEI's Kevin Yard is reporting that Housing Minister Matthew McKay knew that the numbers would be this low. He quotes McKay saying, You're going to see a significant amount of buildings start once the snow's gone and the permits are improved and so on with the initiatives that we're doing. I'm quite confident that you're going to see these numbers change. CBC didn't dig into the reason for why they needed to wait until the snow melts to start work on these projects. I mean, just this morning I watched guys in like a meter of snow building a new house in my my neighborhood. But anyway, maybe there's a reason for that. It seems, though, that waiting until the spring is pushing it a little too far into the future as the province needs these new units now. McKay is aiming to build 1,500 new units. That's not sufficient, says two policy researchers that Yar spoke to. Matt Pelletier estimated that the province needs closer to 2,220 new units per year. Alongside the unit availability crisis is rental increases that are rising faster than the rate of inflation. Last year, inflation in the province rose 7.7, and average rent jumped by 9%. In December, the province passed a law that tied rental increases to zero. There is, of course, a loophole, though, in the legislation that rents can be increased in unheated premises or premises heated with something other than furnace oil. Those locations can have their rents increased by 5.2% and premises heated by furnace oil can have the rent jacked by 10.8%. Very, very sneaky, PEI. Now in national news, an update to a story that you may have seen from CBC's investigation team a few months ago. CBC had found that Dom Peridone, 
a drug that is used in Canada to treat gastrointestinal disorders, had been regularly prescribed to new parents who needed some help stimulating lactation. I never experienced this lactation stuff because I had other things going on when my kids were born, but I understand that it can be very, very stressful for new parents if their milk is not coming in as smoothly as they hope that it should, especially if a baby doesn't seem to be growing because of a lack of milk. It's a really vulnerable time in the lives of new parents, and it's extraordinarily stressful from what I understand. Domperidone is used off-label for lactation, meaning that it's never been approved by Health Canada. But it's a really popular drug. CBC found that doctors were regularly prescribing the drug off-label at doses three to five times higher than recommended by both Health Canada and the drug's manufacturer. Now, it's not just that this drug's being used off-label. What CBC found that makes this newsworthy is that domperidone comes with severe psychological side effects when some people stop taking the drug. CBC talked to many, many people who experienced psychological distress and severe depression, including suicidal thoughts, after stopping taking the drug. Now, I saw this story shared all over social media, and what struck me was that every time I saw the article shared, friends of mine commented underneath saying that they too had been on Domperidone and experienced extreme psychological distress. It had just been chalked up to being postpartum depression. CBC's Tara Carmen reports that Health Canada is going to investigate the off-label use of Domperidone and side effects related to stopping the drug. And finally, to international news, this morning, we go to Pakistan, where in the country's northwest region, an explosion has hit a mosque in Peshawar. NPR is reporting that at least 59 people were killed and more than 157 were injured. Reporters Abdul Sattar and Dia Hadid report that as of last night, bodies were still being pulled from the rubble. A Pakistani offshoot from the Taliban known as Tehrik-e-Taliban Pakistan claimed responsibility for the attack on their Twitter account. Since the Taliban took power in Afghanistan, violent incidences along the border region between Afghanistan and Pakistan have increased. Now, sadly, the explosion happened just one day after two other tragic events happened in Pakistan. The first was a passenger bus had fallen off of a bridge and caught fire. 40 of the 44 passengers on board were killed, and the crash happened in the Lasbella district in the country's south. And at least 10 children between the ages of 10 and 13 who were picnicking drowned when their boat capsized on a lake in the northwest region of the country. Nine children were still missing. The boat likely had too much weight in it, as another similar boat also capsized with 25 children in it. Pakistan's tourism industry is extremely poorly regulated, and operators routinely ignore health and safety protocols. Those are your headlines for Tuesday, January 31st. I'm Nora, and today is Sandy and Nora Day, so listen for a new episode to drop in a couple of hours. Now, for the rest of this week, I am on the road, and so while I've only been doing this for a couple of weeks, I've had the stability of doing it in the same place. Wish me luck, as I will be coming at you tomorrow morning from Montreal. And if you don't hear from me, it's not because anything bad happened. It's because I had a tech failure.